And Richie Cody has it up. Oh my God, I've never seen anything like that. Not even in the RDS with Leinster's camp. It's all over. Coming out up the hill. It's Alvin Photo. Annabelle Fly is staying on well, but no photo required. Alvin Photo is the Magnus Cheltenham Gold Cup. Free calling for the ball. High into the stand. Who's going to win this one? Breaks around midfield and Michael have been crowned the Intermediate Kawagi Champion. Hello everybody, this is Kieran Murphy, the founder, creator and presenter of the new Across the Four Legs podcast. From Carlo, I am a freelance sports writer. Whether it is match reports, feature articles, news items or whatever, my topic is almost exclusively sport. This new podcast came from an idea generated on the Higher Diploma in Arts and Applied Journalism and New Media Content course, which I am studying at Carlo College and IT Carlo. I invite you to come along with me on this new venture. I promise the path we take will be an interesting and revealing journey. Patrick Salt Murphy was on the list of hurling championship referees for the 2021 season. The 2022 panel is due to be announced shortly. He is hopeful he will be included in the top 15, but there are no guarantees. He's been refereeing at the top level for many years now. Before that, he played senior club hurling with his Ballon Killing club, and he won a senior hurling championship medal with Ballon Killing in 2003. He referees at club level in Carlo, and he also coaches the under-16 Camogie team in the club. He has put many years into the GAA, many hours into the GAA, and will continue to do so. Pat, I must say, with the amount of time you put into GAA, you must have a very patient wife. You can sing that. I say behind every good man's a good woman, and I tell you, I have a damn good one. <laughs> maybe that's the secret to the successful marriage, maybe. Yeah, yeah. What's her name? Nicola. The hours she does put in, or the hours you put in, can you just give us an example of what you'll be doing at this time of the year now that you're getting ready for a new winter county season, the hours you have to put in with fitness and and other areas of preparing to be a referee for a new season? Can you give you give you a bit of a guideline what it's like? Okay, so I suppose when everyone else is getting to enjoy some bit of Christmas, the national referees don't get much of a let up. My referee, the under-20 football final there on the 20th of December, I think it was. That was and the from then one. On, then, yeah, yeah, the club one, yeah. And then from then on till the 29th of January, then I was into a training program three days a week for fitness tests for the National League. I mean, up by a couple of national referees that's around the area, so Leinster referees, and we do train three nights a week at different venues. That's fairly in detailed, and it comes from Aidan Brady. Aidan is uh, our strength and conditioning coach or our program coach, if you want. So that's where we have the program. We have a seven-week or an 11-week or nine-week program, depending on when they get sent out to us, you know? Yeah. I remember um, the time you once James Owens, the, the Wexford referee, came in and, and, and you trained together. There'd be an element yeah. of that too as well, would there? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Um, so local fellas there, so the Lens referees, so myself and the two hickeys get together there sometimes, and James a lot of time. And we have a new guy there now on the... Lens provincial panel there, James Foley as well. And James after putting in a big effort there this year as well as regards training. He went and he passed his provincial uh, fitness test there only a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So we kind of help each other out in that way, you know, and training. So two, three nights a week you're training for the fitness test. 
along with then uh, we're back now training so um, I know you were hitting on under 16s there well I'm actually involved a little bit more than that whether I want to be oh, or listen, and, uh, the under 16s and you're preparing this Camogie team for maybe being the team that are going to knock my shell off the perch but look we won't say that too loud but sometimes they are going to be knocked off and at the moment you, you're, you're, you're the side who is coming nearest them at under 16 level I don't know whether you can say that or not but look I suppose that team draft been the most successful team that we have in Ballinkillen Club at the moment. So the 112-14 and 16A championship. So look at underage, it doesn't always mean that they're going to bear fruits at senior level either when they break onto the adult level. But we have some really good girls coming through. And as you said, sure, like Michael, they're the icon really, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. So many titles, like probably never be ever heard of or seen again in our lifetime, I suppose. Um, they're a credit to the county and their club. Look, all good things have to come to an end as well. So we'll be pushing and we'll be trying to get our house in order for to see what we can do in the 2022 season and whatever after that. Whatever it'll be, it'll be, you know. Yeah, like they, 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 were, in a, a Lens, they were in Leinster last year at the coming out of Carlo, did very well. Michel are Michel and they're a fantastic team. But as it's up to all the other clubs to try and raise the bar to get up there and try and make it as competitive as possible and make it as hard as possible for him to win the next one. Yeah, okay. And going back to the referee, not too many senior hurlers go on to be top referees. Like, what brought you in that direction? Um, look, I suppose, as a hurler, I've fairly decorated cabinet as regards a hurler with Barrington. I was blessed growing up with brilliant hurlers. Just to mention a few, like the likes of Stephen O'Brien, John Hickey, Paddy Foley, Jarrah Foley, TJ Foley. You know, even poor breed of Lord Mercy, you know, uh, TJ and Jerry's sister and Irene, uh, mm. we all won a uh, fail in the gale together. And you had the likes of Anaheim Brooks and you had Olin Cork and Colm Corcoran. You know, you, you had all them guys, all fantastic hurlers. So, like, as an underage player, I think I've won every medal, bar minor. Minor is the one that eluded me. Did it? Yeah, yeah. So, to get back to your question, I suppose I was after... I've achieved everything I wanted to achieve in hurling. I suppose I was one of those boys that was on the sideline on the banks shouting in at referees and I was shouting in like you know, a free going to Ballinkillum way or a free going to Fenway for football. Like just I was got chatting to a couple of guys that were doing refereeing and asked would would you be interested in doing the course? And at the time I had a little bit of free time. I wasn't coaching much at that time. So yeah. I said, Here, sure, no harm to do the course anyway. Yeah. So I done the course. Sure, as the fella says, I went from level to level after that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I started that in 2008. Okay, and a lot of referees, a lot of budding referees, they give it up because of the, the I will we call it abuse or the treatment they get on the line. A lot of them sort of say, look, they've had enough. You were a thick skin, you kept it going, you were able to sort of roll with the punches. But it is a factor for the GA and something they have to address, isn't it? Look, it's a big factor for new referees, I suppose. When you've done it for a few years, Karen, call it thick skinned, call it getting to know players in the heat of battle or whatever else. Um, like a lot of fellas, at the end of the day, they say things they don't mean at, at the time. It is the heat of battle. And they'll be the first ones to come over and apologise after the game and shake your hand like, you know what I mean? So, look, it is a big problem. The GA have a big problem as regards recruiting referees. Something is not done about it soon. I think our games are going to be in Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't want to say it too loudly, but I will say it, the fact that we're talking about it, there was times last year that was possibly games almost called off in Carlow because they hadn't got referees. 
And um, it is a serious problem. And if it's not just Carlo, if it's Carlo, it's all around the country. Is yeah, it? no, look, Karen, I've been talking to referees all over the country, as I say, on the national panel, and the same problem is all over the country. So, no, it's not mm-hmm. just Carlo, it's a national problem. And it's going to become a bigger problem unless something is done about it. Like, you yeah. know. What can be done, Pat? Like, if I no. go on a you on a pitch, like, you know, you can only take my name and you can give it in your referee support. What has to be done to uh, to, to, to get referees, I wouldn't say even into a, a rugby mode where they're called sir or you just don't speak to a referee. I think that's going over the top a small bit, but um, what can be done? Well, you see, for starters, anyway, I think it's a culture in the GA. And a big part of the problem is the parents for underage. So that's a massive part of the problem. The people on the lines or the referees on the lines. And the majority of them probably don't know all the rules. Yes. So, I think the big rule at the moment is the mark, isn't it? People are not sure whether a mark is outside, where, where, where a mark is a mark and where it's not a mark. But see, that's in the football, yeah. yeah. So like that's the thing about the football and how it's interpreted and how referees are executing it. Like So from the hurling point of view, like this... Look, hurling. I think for me, hurling is it's a bit easier to referee. I think because if you're if you're fit enough and you're up with play, yeah. I think you're going to catch ninety percent of the fouls. Yeah. Whereas football, it's all hands on. You know, whereas hurling, you've have, you've have sticks in your hand and you have that bit of space and you can see kind of the tackle coming. So I don't know. Maybe if they can make both sets of rules a little bit closer to each other, maybe mm. rather than I think they're putting a big. De- also, like with what rules differences are between hurling and football, I think they're putting a bit of a divide between referees as regards yeah. it's coming close to the day, I think, where you're going to either be a club hurling referee, let alone national hurling referee, and a club football referee yeah. because the rules are just so far apart now, getting even more farther apart. Yeah. So I think we need to be looking at rules and trying to make them similar for starters where you can have the same referees doing both codes. I know, look, we're lucky in Carlo. Look, Carlo, whether people want to admit it or not, Carlo are blessed with referees. You have Johnny Murphy on the National Women's Football Panel. You have myself and Paul on the hurling, and David Hughes was on it. He's gone to Kilkenny now. Yeah. And then you have the two hickeys, and now James Foley on the football. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, and, um, and Brian, Brian Dearn was on the, the Camogie, I think, there for a while as well. I'm not sure whether he still is or not, but like whether people want to admit it or not, like Carlo are very lucky as regards the standard of referees. Yeah, well, I have to agree with you there, Pat, because if you're looking at Paul of the Wire yourself, of both refereed all Ireland finals at minor levels, and you're officiated at senior level, if I'm if you can correct me there if I'm wrong, but it's my memory is that you have both officiated at senior level. Huge honors. Yeah. But that's the standard that you're setting for everybody else. But look, I suppose setting the standard or just taking the games as to come and keeping our heads down I suppose and just ticking off all the boxes like the first box we have to tick is that fitness test then you have to do your rules test then you're into your league where you're assessed on every game you do now I was lucky enough this year I got two division one games this year and got two great advisory reports so mm-hmm. all I can do is and is tick the boxes as Corrins are giving them to me if they give me games to do and I'm coming out trumps on top of it well that's my side of it done yeah. So now I've put back on the onus on them to give me the next game. Yeah. So regards the likes of that, Kieran, I suppose it's just keep your head down, plow on and, and do as best you can. Just stay doing what you are doing and hopefully you get recognition of it at the end of the day. 
So the next thing we're doing now is at the moment we're in training for hopefully the championship panel if we make it. And that'll be the fitness test will be in the next month for that. Like yeah. So do you know it's 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 while players are training back out training and training heavy now, so are national referees. Yeah, yeah. And what kind of training are you doing at, at the moment? Like how long will a training session take? And are you going in for sprinting or are you going in for stamina or what kind of exercises are you doing? Well, to be honest with you, we're doing a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, you do your like we've training program as I said for Maiden Brady. Like we work off of that. A lot of it is you do your endurance, so you do your couple of laps for warm up, then you do your stretching, and then you do your shuttle runs. Yeah. Then you do laps in between for your recovery between your two or three minute recovery, whatever it is, and they do that two or three times. Yeah. So on average for our training session, we're doing seven AK of work between jogging laps and doing our shuttle runs and stuff. That's what we're doing. So you're doing you're doing roughly, and that takes fifty to uh, fifty minutes to an hour. Like okay, okay. Listen, we we we'll go back. To, it's your mother passed away, and at the time, I think you told me that you, you almost gave up refereeing, and that you were that you got support from the referees panel, and you particularly got support from James Owen, and he got you back training, and uh, well, had to get you back. And you were able to um, you recovered, and, and you were able to go again, and you're back at the level that you are now. Do you want to talk about that? Do you want to talk about your mother? Do you want to talk about your father, who's a, an umpire for you and has been for many years? Look, I suppose, just tip on the father there at the moment, he's after having a shoulder replacement there now. So he's out of action for yeah. uh, the foreseeable at the moment, like, you know. And so he's in recovery with that. But yeah, he's he's after being with me through taking 10 up and down the country, you know, fairness to him. So yeah, he's, he's a good one. And hopefully he'll be back soon at the post for me, you know. My mother, a little over a year gone now, and when it happened last year, like from January to March when it happened, as I was saying, we were in training for the fitness test. The fitness test happened to be later last year because of COVID and that. So I suppose got a phone call and a couple of calls off some of the lads on the panel and they just said, look, come on, just get your head out, come on to a training session. And I says, oh, look, lads, I, want, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. to tell you the yeah. truth. Uh, well, look, anyway, by the, time the, by the time the phone call was over, I said I'd meet up with them and we'd done a session. And sure, when you do a session, being a, a sports person, when you do a session, I suppose you get a bit of a, a feel for the next one. You know, you want to get back at the next one and you kind of push on. And so, look, I just I got the head back in the game, even through the difficult times last year. And it, it paid dividends. Uh, I made the championship panel as well. So, look, I suppose the only thing I can say about my mother is she was a phenomenal woman. She raised seven kids. Um, and as you know, back then, fathers were always out on the roads, so she actually done it alone. Like, you know, the biggest, I suppose, the big, greatest achievement I ever had with her was Crow Park 2019 when Ref the Minor All Ireland final. And she was up there for the weekend with his boys and partners get to come for that. Um, and I suppose that's one of the greatest memories I'll have with her, her seeing me out in Crow Park Ref and final and her telling me how proud she was, like, you know what I mean? And we just enjoyed the the weekend and after that you know I look tell me this where did the salt Murphy come you're Patrick salt Murphy your father is Michael salt Murphy where did the salt come uh, it came from the, the granddad he, he was Paddy Murphy as well and my father's Paddy and yeah. then I'm on to Paddy as well so yeah. you look years ago there was there was so many Murphys around over around to Ireland and that and everywhere there was names loads of people with Murphy name and that so yeah. I suppose it's just that's what stuck with him was the salt yeah, um, yeah. it came from that uh, Again, it came from a game, believe it or not. Was what was the game, or do you want to share that one? It was uh, it was the skipping rope where you had two people at each end and, and you swing okay. it and you hop over. 
and it went salt, pepper, mustard, ginger, spice. And when you got the spice, then it goes faster. And the granda could never get past salt. So that's how that's how that stuck with him. So yeah, that's inherited. Yeah. That yeah, and, and as, as look at the importance of umpires. Uh, and Pond Dwyer there has four very good umpires, and you've had four very good umpires. And it, it isn't just four, it, it has to be a panel, doesn't it? And these lads, they're, they're experts unto themselves, really. It's a different it's a different game of umpiring a game and refereeing a game. And these guys are, they're essential. Good umpires are essential. Yeah, look, Kieran, it's one of the things that we're told when you make the national panel. Your umpires either make or break. What you do, you have control of what you do on the field, but you have no control of what your umpires do. If you can trust your umpires, well then, and your umpires, like when you're assessed after every game, in every game, your umpires are being assessed as well, as well as your team of officials. And if they're ticking the boxes and everything is good there, well then all is good in your report and pushing forward for you. But if something goes wrong, the advisor will highlight that and then that's brought to your attention. Like, And at the end of the day, like umpires are as big a part of the refereeing as the referee himself, like a referee can't do it without home players. The same as he can't do it without the backing of a good family. There's lots, there's lots of sacrifices have to be made by lots of parties for just we'll call it for the man for the referee, but it's yeah. not. It's a team, yeah. your family, your own players, your officials on the day. So like they're massive, and like all them guys get out of going up and down the country with those referees. Like is a meal, yeah. like it's phenomenal, like. I don't think that umpires for much longer will stay doing it because the younger fellas, they're not going to give up their days. It's different with us now with the older guys, you know what I mean? They're used to GA, they want to go see good games. Yeah. The younger guys coming on, I don't think they're going to sacrifice that. And I think that's another thing that has to be looked at, like, is some sort of a fee for the umpires as well because without them, games can't go ahead either because... Other than that, sure, we want to have massive rows as regards over scores and stuff. Yeah. And like a sheer love of the game. That's what it is. A sheer love that, that motivates these fellas. I presume it is anyway, but I would ask them, there can't be anything else. Or maybe yeah, like that's, that's what I'm saying. To the game, yeah. And as I say, like the thing, the, past, the, past, the thing that they get over it is doing your player versus Limerick and doing your Kilkenny versus Antrims and yeah. doing, doing your Division 1 games. like mm. You know, uh, and these boys are all stuck. So to go anywhere to watch a good game or a top-class game. Like. But younger fellas coming on haven't got that same thing. They yeah. haven't got the same craw forward. Like. And moving on, then, your your style of refereeing. I've been lucky to, to be on the sidelines in Town where I'm not up in a stand like in Deathwatch, Cullen Park, and I can hear the referees talking to, uh, to players, you know. And I've heard you at times, I've heard you being hard on players sometimes, and then I've heard your reasoning with players. Do you have a certain style or is there certain players or players that you get to know that you can talk to and players that you just have to be hard on? And look, they're playing you as well. Like the players are playing the referee as much as the referee is sort of reacting to the players. Have you got a style yourself? Well, look, as you said, Kieran, like if it's local fellas, you build up a relationship with him and you know who you can talk to. You know who you have to be tough with because you know if you're just talking to some of the fellas, they practically tell you to F off like. Yeah. rather than listen yeah. to you whereas there is other guys out there and you can talk to them guys and then they talk to their hard jaw boys if you want to call them on their team or whatever but no look that's a relationship you build up over the years of refereeing and like I know now the majority of them are finishing up now but up until recently like a lot of the boys that I'm ref- that I'm refereeing I hurled against yeah. and I kicked football against them. Yeah. you know so you know these guys inside out like you know so you know who you can talk to who you can't talk to 
and you know who you need to talk to when you have to. Yeah. On a national level, again, look, I don't know whether it's something that helps me or hinders me or whatever, but I'd be a talker and I'm always talking to the players, even at national level. I'd, I'd be talking to players when you were passing them or if I give a free, I'll always be explaining to the guys what the free is for. And I'll always do that because I think it's an entitlement that players are entitled to know. There's no point in blowing a whistle for a free and people mightn't even know what the free is for. You know, that's not fair on the player. It's not fair on the crowd. So from that point of view, look, it's just me. I just, For me anyway, like I'd be a talker. I just, I like talking to the players. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I had a fellow one day who says to me, a referee who says to me, he's, he'd love to say to a player after he missed a free, Jenny, how the hell did you miss that? <laughs> because they're at Joe, they're up to give you lip, the bigger lip than that. Did you ever do something like uh, that or a bit of banter? Uh, no. It's pushing it, isn't it? Look, there's the odd um, feeling you might uh, slip it a word or something at him or something, but yeah. you'd be sorry for that after all, right? But look, you wouldn't stay carrying on or anything, but it'd be only a slip of the tongue. Yeah, or, or I heard a referee say to a, a group on the rail, I don't know where you're getting down to me, your lads haven't scored in the second half yet, you know. I suppose that's all part and parcel of the banter, isn't it? That part and parcel of uh, the relationship. It is. It is indeed. Like, you know, it's it is part of it. And as I said, like when you can leave it all in the field at the end of it and you can shake hands with these guys, because at the end of the day, we're human. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. We're here and we enjoy it and we make the most of it. And a game at the end of the day is only and having lost people during COVID and everything else, like it probably opens people's eyes even more to all that. You know, it's a game, full stop. Absolutely, yeah. And look, does does media co- comment hurt you? Uh, look, does it hurt you? But sure, like at the end of the day, it's someone's opinion and everybody's entitled to their opinion. Whether you like it or you don't like it, whether you read it or you don't read it, if somebody says it to you or whatever else, mm. it's it's how you take it. After every game, you'll analyse your game coming home. You'll analyse your game when you look at it on the Sunday game or whatever else. You look at what decisions, you'll discuss it with your own person coming home in the car on the journey and you'll say, what went well? What might you do better or different? What could you do different? Yeah. Did we tick all the boxes? Did we get all the cards? Stuff like that. They're the basic stuff you go through every game. As I said, media are going to make out things what they want. Does it hurt me? Look, it plays on your mind. Obviously, if you read something or you hear something, you're asking yourself the question, but it doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt me. You're brought up, you're brought up better than that to let things like that hurt you. Yeah, but you would never, you never say to somebody, if you met somebody the following week and say, look, I gave that free because of that, or I get, that fella got the black card, but you didn't, you obviously didn't see that, that you put that in the paper, you wrote about, tele, or you mentioned it on television that night. Yeah, you've never got around that wrong. Are you referring to yourself? No, Karen. I'm telling you this, you could be. I've had I've had somebody say to me one day, it wasn't yourself. So I gave him the black card because of that, but you obviously didn't see that. You didn't, and you wrote about, you know, look, we all do that. We all, that's part and parcel that's, of it, isn't it? Exactly. And that's what that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Like if somebody is able to highlight something to you, well, then you can say, Jez, I'm sorry about that, or I didn't mean that. Yeah. Or, that's the other side. I mean, you know, so look, at the end of the day, as I said, you analyse your game after you move on to the next game. Okay. That's about the size of it. You know, okay. Don't look too much into it. Yeah. Any decision you wish you could take back? Um, but off the top of my head. too hard on yourself now. Like there's, I don't think, I don't think that off the top of my head, I don't, not at the moment, off the top of my head. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. There's, there's, you make mistakes on the day the same as players. Like yeah. you'd have to laugh at Players getting onto you the whole time, but they miss a ball and it goes through to the goalie, or the goalie misses a ball and it ends up in the net. Like, mm. are they fleeced? You know, 
Hey, we're human. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're out there. We're out there trying to do the best we can. And if we're mentally fit as well as physically fit, yeah. well, then we can make decisions that bit quicker than your guy that's not fit, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. look, as regards as regards saying, is there a decision comes to the top of your head that you regret? No. Is there a decision that you might have got wrong? Yes. Yeah. There, there is decisions you get wrong when you look at them back. The other side of it is television is a great joke now. You have all these different angles that you can look at different incidents. Yeah. A referee, don't forget, is a split second. Yeah. And I mean a split second to make a decision, you know. So you're always going to be highlighted, especially even more now with, me, with social media and stuff. Okay. But no, off the top of my head, there's, there's, not, there's no big decision that, that I regret. And what was your most satisfactory game? You mentioned the All-Ireland, that the minor All-Ireland. Was that, was, would that be the one for you? Well, look, it was probably the, the greatest achievement for me because it was an All-Ireland final. And your reward for refereeing an All-Ireland final is the weekend up in Dublin. Like, you know, you're there the night before. You go refereeing that day. You're there that night then. So, like, as regards the greatest achievement and biggest game, it was probably, especially having the privilege of having my mother, my father and my wife, the umpires and their wives there as well. So that was a massive achievement because, again, the women don't get much recognition in fairness. And that is a great weekend, you know, so it's, it's a big achievement and probably is the highlight. Yeah. I like the most satisfactory game than maybe a senior level. Is there any senior game that you would say, yeah, that went, I'm really happy with that. I, I, I made it. Well, as I said, like, yeah, well, like, as I said, we're at myself and the likes of Pod and that we're at the level we're at for a reason. Yeah. We're doing the same things that we're doing every game. So it's not that we're reinventing the wheel or we're doing something different the next day we go out. We're always looking to improve, the same as hurlers are. But our I suppose our standard of refereeing is at a level now where it is a standard of refereeing. You know, we're up with the elite. Yeah. Um and that's where you want to be. That's really all I can say on that. Yeah, like Jonathan Murphy got, I think, the um, did you get the All Ireland senior final a couple of years, the ladies senior final? Jonathan's having a fantastic run with the ladies. I think he's done the junior, intermediate, and senior. I'm not sure. Senior. Jonathan Jonathan is a fantastic, fantastic referee, like at all levels, at all different courts. Do you know what I mean? He does all the courts as well. So it's, he's flying it. Jonathan is flying it. Yeah, and Pod, Pod must be very unlucky not to have got a senior Pod of the wire to get a senior all Ireland at this stage. Look, and I know you don't want to be talking about other referees, but look, we're all proud card of people and we see these fellas get to the all Ireland and we want them to get the big matches. No, Pod as well. Pod is on, he, as the fella says, the finish line is in sight for him. Like, you know, um, he was very, very unlucky, I think, last year. I would have had him in the hat. Definitely would have been in the hat for the final, but... Pod is right there. He's he's up at the very top. He's on the top of his game in fairness to him, you know. Yeah. And I hope he does get it because yeah. a nicer fella you couldn't meet, you know. And the same as myself, he's a family man and he's putting in lots of work into it as well. And he puts it into the club as well. Like he'd be out there hurling with the club at junior, he'd be trading the juniors, you know, no more than yourself. As regards the clubs, there's massive Massive effort going into clubs nowadays. I don't. I ended up actually. Would you believe it? I was doing my training session last night. Training yeah. the senior Camogie girls as well. And that's where yeah. I done my training session for yeah. the national panel. Like I got to let you go. With we, it's lovely talking to you. Look, I'm a proud Carla man when I see Elans out on Croke Park and All Ireland final day. But let's say I'm just going to finish with five bullet point questions. Maybe just answer them quickly. Who in the, in the referees? Who do you admire? The most and nationally, in the referee, yeah. Um, in the referees, 
Well, sure. Fergal Horgan is up there. Barry Kelly was up there. Brian um, Gavin was there. So there's there's a list like you, you know you can go on and on. So I've no I've no set one. You know there was there has been good referees. Yeah, players. What players do you admire? Players you get on with? Marty Marty Mouse Kavna and yeah. Chris Nolan. They're in the peak of their careers. Absolutely flying it for Carlo and their clubs. As I was saying, that's just two that come to my head. There's lots of great hurlers in Carlo. Lots of them. Outside the county, who would you admire most? You refereed Limerick and Tipperary at this stage, so... Yeah, look, Keane Lynch, fantastic curler. Like, his skill levels are just phenomenal. Like, some of the skills that he has, looking at him, flicking balls off the ground into his hand, championship is phenomenal. You know, to be able to do that with on pressure on the big stage, really mm-hmm. good. So, I suppose he's one that comes to the top of my head. Tony Kelly, Tony Kelly, a Clare, yeah. again, he's up there. He's, he's one of the best. He's one of the best all time. And he has his All-Ireland medal in 2013 as well, so might be more to come yeah. there too, you wouldn't know. Um, outside of the GAA, who would you admire, sports-wise? Sports-wise, outside the GAA. I haven't really thought outside the GAA, Karen, to tell you the truth. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't said that. Look, you're looking at Rachel Blackmore, you're looking at uh, these kind of people. You yeah. ever get a chance to sit back and admire what they do and you see they're getting paid for what they're doing too. Yeah, um, the same as the soccer players. like. I still go back to a story years ago. Um, you look at the guys playing the soccer, right? Making the big bucks. Yeah. We had a guy who used, we used to play with Bridge United in the soccer and we had one guy that came and he played a junior football match with Fenna. You want to see him after that game. Yeah. He said, I never playing this game again. He says, I'm, I thought I was fit. He said, I'm far from fit, he said. He wasn't able for the physical side of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's one story that I always go back to. As regards soccer players and GAA players, different level. Well, ah. yeah, yeah. I was. I have a question here, and I don't know. Look, I go ahead with it anyway. Do you ever see professionalism coming into the GAA? You know, either for referees. You talked at the start of the interview about the shortage of referees, paying referees. You know, and I'm not talking about their expenses or talking whatever whatever payment. And I'm not going to be so rude as to ask them what do you get for doing a match, but. Paying them, you know, at a fee that they're going to um, be able to put bread on the table, for instance. You know, do you ever see that happening in the GAA? I don't see ever see it becoming professional. Semi-professional or looked after time probably is coming. The same as the players are fighting at the moment, like the GPN, they're fighting for expenses for players. Like the referees are on the same expenses referees so or as players. So, like, I have no problem answering, Karen. What referees get for refereeing nationally to get the zero, they get their traveling expenses, okay. and they get a meal allowance. That's what a referee gets for refereeing an All Ireland final or refereeing a Division Four game yeah. anywhere in the country. They get their traveling expenses. This is very same as the players. So I have no problem saying that here on this. Referees do not get paid for refereeing nationally. Okay. Okay. Get, it's for, it's for the love of the game. It's the strength of the GAA at the moment, and, and the, the, that's the line, isn't it? That we have to get right, yeah. fairness, look, and quality, and look. I tell you, Karen. I suppose what is is a lot of it is it's the same as the players. Referees want to achieve the highest they can achieve. Like I went down to Clare and Limerick two weeks ago. That was some achievement. Like that's that, that, like you know I would have I would have refereed that game all day. That's yeah. where you want to be, pipping yourself against the top players. And that's, them are the games you want to be getting. And if you're getting them games, that drives you on in your next training session. The same as players. They're very, very same as players. Referees are no different than players. They thrive on adrenaline, the same as players. And the bigger the game they get, the more bigger games they want to get. Yeah. So 
like it, uh, basically what you said is you hit the nail on the head. Referees are the same as players and they want to be the best they can be. Okay. Pat, I think that's a good way to finish. Patrick, Saul, Murphy, thank you very much for coming on the Across the Four Legs podcast. Thanks very much, Pat. <laughs>